Hey, welcome back to Melody of Soul with Melody. Okay, so today I've got a little bit of a conundrum. I'm pretty new to the podcasting platform. I actually picked it up as a challenge back in October. And as you can probably see from my episodes, I didn't really get that challenge started until just recently. So it says make a trailer video. So of course I watched the little videos on how to make the trailer video, what a trailer video even looks like. And I, like many entrepreneurs, am constantly evolving my business. And I feel like every time I've come to a new evolutionary moment with my business, I change the name or I change the mission or I revamp the mission or I look at what am I actually providing now because who I am as a person has actually shifted. So if I'm going to keep providing the same thing, I'm going to be bored. (laughs) All right. So let me give you a little bit of background because I'm going to need some help with this one. Uh, as I'm sitting here writing down things for this trailer, I realize I, I have no, no, I have a lot of ideas, maybe too many ideas. So if you can help me dial that down, figure out a streamline here. Okay, so as a background, I started this whole career from business school I take that back. Let me back up one more step. I started this thinking I was going to be a physical education major, sports trainer. That's what I thought I was going to do in college. Started that off and I realized I'm not very good with getting up really early and working with sports teams. I'm not actually really good at a whole lot of other people making my schedule. So I ended up going to cosmetology school because I wanted a more open career possibility. I actually loved it. had no idea that was going to happen. It was like art and science, beauty, health. It was all of it mixed together. And it was stuff I, I didn't know at all. I didn't even know how to tweeze my eyebrows, let alone color someone's hair or perm it or cut it. I remember running away from styling people's hair because it was too tedious. And so one of my teachers caught me doing it. And then she made me style everyone else's clients at the end of their service. (laughs) Then I went back for aesthetics because I started working in a day spa that I realized I don't really know skincare. Wouldn't it just be easier if I went back to school for it and learned the theory behind it all? And then a friend of mine was going to massage therapy school at the same college, the same community college. She loved it. I thought, hey, that seems like a really cool thing to add. I would love to do massage also. So I went back to school for massage therapy. While I was going through that, a teacher of mine said, hey, did you know that you can do this plus program between our college and one of the other colleges? You know, you, these are the classes you'd have to take. So I thought, okay, that's that's a cool idea. Then I could actually go back to college for something. I don't really know what. So I started this career at age 19. 
cosmetology, aesthetics, massage therapy, working at this day spa. I was going to school seven days a week. I was also working at a restaurant part-time and I was taking business classes and economic classes and health classes and finance classes, you name it. I was like, let me take the biggest variety I can possibly take. And as I started this journey, I realized I had some really Hey, it's Melody with Melody of Soul. And this is part two of I need your help to make a trailer video for this podcast. <laughs> so as I was growing my business at the age of 19, cosmetology, massage therapy, aesthetics, I was working at this day spa and I realized as I was going through business school and taking a variety of classes, anything I could get my hands on, anything that would fit into what they would let me take, I realized I had some very complimentary gifts on business. I'm really analytical. I have this strategic mind, which really helped me with cosmetology and eventually massage therapy and aesthetics because it really is a blend of science and creative arts. Like you have to be very creative. Like you have to really listen to everything that's happening. It's almost like you're Sherlock Holmes. Sometimes you're piecing together this story that someone has told you and you're using all of your theory knowledge behind it and trying to figure out, hmm, how did we get to this point and where do we need to go from here? And I even found that when I was studying Ayurvedic philosophy, because the salon day spa I was at, it was Aveda, the brand. So we learned about the chakra system. We learned about the five elements, air, fire, water, earth, and space. And we learned everything from that perspective. So even massage therapy, skincare, some of the hair care we did, and when I left that day spa, I'd kind of outgrown it. I mean, about six years in, I moved from being the salon assistant to being her manager. And I, I ran the salon for about six years. So it was a halfway point. So I was there for about 12 years. And once I got to that point, I was really ready to take over the business. I'd finished my business degree. I'd gone back to school for yoga instructing. I'd gone back to school for personal training. I was, I was at a place where I was really set. And that didn't work out. Uh, she actually was not ready to let go of her business. Not completely. And I knew that I was outgrowing it. So I ended up opening up my very first business. It was a, it was a small operation. And I called it Melody Spa. Because in the beauty industry, it is not okay. It's considered poor warfare or poor playing to take clients. And I had a huge clientele that I had built there. And I was bringing in a lot of the sales. 
And I really felt like if I was making the choice to leave, I needed to just leave. And if clients wanted to find me, then they would. And I just left it up to the universe. So I called it Melody Spa because I figured that would be the easiest way for people to find me. They would understand. Oh, yes, this is Melody. And so I opened up a kind of a small operation um, with initially just hair care. I was working at some gyms and some chiropractor's offices as a massage therapist. Uh, I was at a day, another day spa just to do massage therapy and skincare. And then I was at another spot for hair care. And eventually I was able to work with that landlord and move into a larger space where I could do everything. And then I remember then thinking, okay, What do I want to do? What do I not want to do? What do I want to incorporate? What do I not want to incorporate? How can I take all of this knowledge that I've been working through and acquiring and all these skills and how can I blend them all together? Because Ayurvedic knowledge and medicine, it's the ancient art and science of what predated India. It's about 5,000 years old from the first time they found the writings of it. But it was passed down through an oral tradition for a very, very long time. But it's based off of the five elements of fire, earth, air, water, and space. And the three forces, Vata, Pitta, Kapha. And for me, I definitely resonated more with the elements because they were easy. And the forces, there's a couple different steps that you have to get through to really completely comprehend the forces. So one thing that I did in my Melody Spa is I incorporated the teachings of Ayurveda. I didn't want to be a Veda because a Veda really took Ayurvedic principles and simplified them and made them more marketable, made them easier to teach to practitioners that had no background whatsoever. And because I had been able to go through this Ayurvedic training, I had stumbled on a teacher randomly at a yoga studio after I left the day spa and I would travel to Virginia once a month, which was about an eight hour drive there and back just for a weekend of classes with him. And so as I was developing this day spa, I was learning all this knowledge all at the same time. And I decided, okay, how can I make these five elements into everything that I do here? How can I offer this to people, this knowledge that is kind of hidden and has been forgotten in a lot of areas and hasn't really made it to the west, definitely not in the southeast. And so I I just started making it into all of my consultations and it became just a part of everything that I did at at my little day spa. I no longer did nails, I was done with that. I was like, if I never do another pedicure or manicure again, whew. But my skincare, it definitely developed. My massage therapy definitely developed, even the way I was able to explain hair care. And the wonderful thing was when you came in, we were not talking about the weather. (laughs) We're going to talk about the deep stuff. And I was able to do classes teaching, you know, like what do your hair, skin and nails tell you about your body and then your spiritual journey? You know, what are your chakras and how do they speak to you? What type of meditations can you do? And with all that, it really shifted my relationship with my clientele. 
And of course, it, it, you always attract different people when you're in different stages of your life. So I had that for about three years. And then I started working with another coach, another teacher in Ayurveda that was more what's considered practical Ayurveda. So I got I studied in classical with my teacher in Virginia. And then I traveled to Albuquerque and I studied with Dr. Vasant Laud. And then I even studied in places like Mexico and the Four Corners, um, Indonesia. I went to Bali and did some training. And when I first started working with my teacher in Mexico and the United States, she was more practical and, and we, she was teaching classes. She was like, this is how you teach people. This is how you get someone from A to Z through Ayurveda and through these practices. And so I was like, okay, well, now I want to teach classes too. Like I want to just keep doing this and this. And so I needed a new space. I needed something bigger. So I ended up moving into a bigger space and I started what was called Aura Expression. Because if you're familiar with the Aura, it's the expression of your chakras in this ring or vortex uh, or sphere, basically, of, of your own energy. And by reading someone's aura, you're really reading like their chakras. And by reading their chakras, you're basically reading their aura. You know, they go hand like it's it's kind of difficult to even imagine like which one comes first. <laughs> but I really wanted the message that through your beauty regimens and your hair care and your skincare and how you treat your body and what you do with your body, with your fitness, you know, with yogic principles, um, with every aspect. How can you express yourself from the inside out and then the outside in? Like, how can you keep that loop going so that you're, you're truly who you are authentically? Whether that be you wanna change your hair color or you want your skin to reflect the age that you feel on the inside or vice versa. And when I was at Melody Spa, I started teaching these classes at different yoga studios and different places all around town. And so when I moved to Aura Expression, I had a bigger space that I could actually teach. And that was, it was like a metamorphosis. I realized, oh, this is what I really want to do. But of course I was still developing. And then my, my love partner at the time, he was a fitness trainer. And so he was getting deeper and deeper into a lot of the concepts that I was. We were definitely growing in that together. And he was from a, a very different angle, which was very nice. And we talked about it and he wanted to expand as well. He was teaching some some more like spirituality stuff even with his fitness and like how to tap into the deeper levels of yourself when you're moving your body and so we decided to open up a space that was even bigger I mean it was it had a gym massage therapy skincare we had uh, Kangen water from Japan so we had these machines and we had a shower that you know had <laughs> acidic water that was like for skin treatment and then we had the alkaline water for drinking we had these programs and we brought other practitioners in and we had a a huge spiritual community so we were bringing people in that did different modalities and could offer different things so we were like the space provider 
for anybody that needed to reach out. We were doing meditations. I was getting to teach my classes. I had a little classroom back there. We had this big space out in, in front of our business and our landlord like let us let us run these community events and we had like fitness ones and spiritual ones and health and we just invited even if they were our competition you know quote unquote we really didn't believe in any of that we were more like the more the merrier uh you know we had these just amazing events with music and art and whatever people wanted to bring and we had that business for about three years But we, again, we outgrew it, both of us. We built a tiny house from scratch. I say we, our business funded it. My partner really did all the work. (laughs) He built a tiny house from scratch in our yard at the business. And now he lives in it and he's building a sustainability community in Alabama, which I'm so proud of. And I moved to Thailand, so we closed that business and you know we we decided we needed to do these other projects so i moved to thailand and took on a teaching job so i could really learn how to be more comfortable in that arena and have more space and find a place that was closer to the earth and i really love the idea of southeast asia because this is really where all of these ancient practices came from these people live it It's not a commodity, it's not a pampering. What they eat, what they do with their bodies, how they live, how they interact with each other. It's a way of life. It's so amazing to be here and be knee deep in all the principles that I've learned for so long. And I came here to start this business, this Melody of Soul business, which originally it was going to be Melody of Life because I wanted it to be kind of a spin-off of Seed of Life. And it was going to be like life hacks. But the more I evolved even through that, Melody of Soul really spoke to me, sang to me. <laughs> because my goal now is to help people find that inner song that inner tune, how to tune in to the soul. Not just express it, not just be on the outside, the expression of what's on the inside and vice versa. Now it's gone to a deeper level. It's how do you find the rhythm, find the tone, find the lyrics, find the music of your soul in everything that you do. Whether it's washing the dishes or a handstand. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be 100% organic in anything. It doesn't mean you have to be one thing or the other. It doesn't mean that you have to sing my song at all. I'm not recruiting a choir. But I am singing to the people who are ready to really start tuning in to themselves and to the planet and to the adventures that lay beyond when you get connected with your soul power. 
And so with that, I feel like I have all these pieces <laughs> from these decades of, of learning and developing and my own journey that it's hard for me to answer to what I learned in business school and marketing and even what I hear in the industry still about the algorithms and how this works and how you attract people and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I totally get it. I totally understand it from my analytical mind. But it seems like it's very physically based. And I have definitely evolved to the point where I realize that when you sing from your soul, those that can hear it are going to show up. And those that can't are not. And that's okay. Because I'm not recruiting a choir. I want people in this community that want to be a community. My community, their community, our community, as I say to my kids <laughs> that I teach. <laughs> so, when making a trailer, it feels like you have to kind of target something. You know, the whole niche marketing. What is my niche? I've never figured out what my niche is because I feel like I have so many tentacles that I want to put places. And that's really where I've had my most joy and success is putting them everywhere. But it's also a little exhausting sometimes. So, what are your thoughts? Opinions, ideas. How do you make a trailer when you have a million things that you want to talk about, target? I guess you just start with one, right? <laughs> See where it goes? I guess the trailer I make today doesn't have to be the trailer I make forever. It's gonna have to evolve with me, I suppose. You know, maybe just making this podcast and saying this all out loud has really helped. Because, yeah, I don't have to pick one. I mean, I can just pick one to start with. One thing to at least focus on. And then go from there, right? Evolve. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.